Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you in this podcast about something our modern media culture is doing to all of us and something that we ought to try to avoid or at least work against a bit in our lives. Let me start it this way. I remember when I used to stay with my grandmother and she was a sweet old Southern lady, but as she got older, of course, she spent almost all of her time in her condo in Albany, Georgia, and she would watch TV as all of us do. And she drew, she had such strong opinions about everybody who appeared on the screen. It was as though she thought she could read their minds. I mean, she would sit there and she was a sweet lady. Now, don't misunderstand, but she would say, you know, anybody who would wear that color, they must be so-and-so or look at those eyes. That boy never tells the truth, you know, that kind of thing. And, and she'd never met these people. She didn't even know who they were. Now, my grandmother's a grand dom of sort of the old Southern style. But as she got older, she just thought she knew things she could not possibly have known. And I remember sitting there laughing with her. Uh, when I pointed it out to her, she would laugh and say, well, I'm just an old woman. But it was funny to watch her have opinions about everything and to have opinions about things she could not possibly know any facts about. Well, our modern media culture is forcing much the same on all of us, or at least giving us an opportunity to step into a trap. And that is that we are exposed to so many things. We are exposed to so many events, so many facts, so many occurrences, so many situations in the world. And we are expected by our modern culture, the people around us, to have opinions about all of it. But I want to suggest to you that having opinions actually gets in the way of sometimes knowing the facts and of realizing the difference between what we know and we don't know. Now, since I've mentioned my family, let me say that my father, as I've said many times on this program, are, was a military intelligence officer. He was a high-ranking military intelligence officer. For those of you who know the jargon, he was the G2, the highest uh, army officer um, in the intelligence corps um, in Berlin, Germany, back during the Cold War. So he thought like an intelligence officer. He fought as a, an intelligence figure in Vietnam, etc. And if I sounded off at the dinner table, table about something in the news as though I knew what I was talking about, as though I had intimate knowledge of it. He would counter me not to just take me down a notch and make me feel stupid, but to try to help me understand what I knew as a fact and what I didn't. So something would be in the newspaper or in the news, and and I would give an opi the opinion, you know, with all the authority of a 14-year-old. And my father, who probably had been privy to what the president was getting in his daily briefing, had probably even maybe written some of it, uh, who certainly knew the facts and the intelligence behind the scenes, who worked daily with CIA officers in Europe and so on. He certainly would know far more than me, and he would gently say, well, now, how do you know that? 
Is it possible that such and such might be true? Um, do you do you think that just because that's how the newspaper presented it, that 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 you know the actual facts? And before long, I began to realize that I could have seen several television stories in a couple of different languages and read the Stars and Stripes, which was our daily newspaper, and really not know very much about the situation at all. Well, that has served me well because in our modern world, and quite frankly, in the role that I have where I'm often interviewed and often asked my opinion about things, I've learned to be careful about what I really know as a fact and what I don't. I can see things. I can watch things on TV. I can know about people. But you know what? That doesn't mean that I know the facts. And it really has helped me because what I have done is I have distinguished between what I know as a fact and what I know as an opinion. And it's made me go after the facts that I need to be informed. I can have opinions about events in the news. I can have opinions about a political candidate or something that occurred that everybody's talking about. But that doesn't mean I know the facts. In fact, they've done studies of people uh, who have just watched news shows, and it's stunning what they don't know about what they've just watched. What has happened, apparently, is the people have seen the images, heard the words, but not digested them, and then they have formed opinions, and they leave with their opinions being more pronounced than any of the facts. So an hour after they watch a 30-minute newscast, they can't really tell. Uh, on, a, on an exam or tell an interviewer what's happened to any specificity. They just have opinions and impressions. Well, many of you who listen to this podcast are leaders and you are people who do interviews, people who, uh, even if you don't do interviews, appear before classes or speak to large groups of people. And we're, we're going to all have to fight the tendency to think that opinions are facts. We're all going to have to fight the tendency to form opinions faster than we are informed. It's going to make us look stupid. It's going to make us thin. And quite frankly, having opinions is not leadership. Uh, having uh, formed impressions, having decided what you believe about a subject is not leadership. Leadership is knowing the facts. Leadership is formulating wise policies. Leadership is having uh, insightful recommendations for those who are in a position to make a difference, or at least the ability to inform people as to what is the truth. We are all awash in a sea of casual opinions. We are all awash in a sea of people's impressions, people's thinking, chit chat, coffee club, coffee shop chat. And that's fine. It's certainly fine to sit there and discuss your ideas with your friends. Just and don't make the mistake of thinking that your casual coffee shop chat about an event of world importance is the same thing as having the facts, is the same thing as being informed, is the same thing as knowing what to do, is the same thing as being a leader. I also want to say for those of you who intend to be informed and insightful and well-read that the forming of opinions can also keep us from actually knowing the things we ought to know. I can watch a news story. I can read about something. I can hear about a country. I can form an opinion and never go do a search online, never pick up a book, never ask an informed person as to what's going on. A lot of what I'm saying right now really fits into my earlier podcast about having authentic experience. And I think it's going to be important for us to know in the coming years, what do we really know or what have we just been exposed to informed opinions about? 
uh, this is critical. Uh, whatever virtues there are to Donald Trump, uh, many people, as we all know, accuse him of lying, when in fact he just is sometimes ill-informed. And I think he's lived in a publicist kind of world where facts and opinions are often confused. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying I see this often in the work that I do in media and in the press. People have formed opinions, and they take those opinions for facts. The reality is they have no idea what's really going on. And so if you're going to lead, If you're going to be informed, begin to look at your world from the standpoint of the impressions that you have formed versus the facts you actually know. In fact, I've even begun uh, to do a a few practices that help me with this. Uh, After I watch a 30-minute news show, for example, I test myself. What was the first story? What was the second story? Where did that flood take place? Uh, Who was speaking? Who was it who was quoted about that certain thing? What was that projection about future growth? Making sure that at least I know what was reported. Now, these may not be facts in the final analysis, but at least I find out what I I make myself remember what was reported. Uh, Then I have time every day, just a few minutes. Uh, It could be while I'm waiting for somebody to arrive for a lunch meeting or it could be while I'm on an airplane when I research the facts that I think I know. Uh, what was that story and it, was that true, what they were reporting? Um, what, what, what were the numbers of the election? What are the economic stats? What did that word mean? Um, where will that happen? How many years will it take for such and such to take place? Um, what was that carbon rating? All of that kind of thing. I ask myself. Now, I realize I'm not in the same situation as some of you. Many of you um, simply want to know things because you want to be informed and then you want to teach your children well and have intelligent conversation with your friends. I can actually be asked about these things on CNN and Fox. (laughs) And believe me, I don't want to make a fool out of myself on international television. But I also, even if I wasn't in that role, want to know my stuff. I want to live a weighty life. I want to live a life of consequence, of meaning, of heft. I want my opinions to matter to my friends because I'm known as a man of wisdom and a man who takes time to ponder situations. That's who you want to be as well. And so we're living, many of us, in the curse of opinions. We have opinions. We read something in a book. We heard a quote. We had something said to us through the television. We read a blog or a podcast, heard a podcast, and we conclude that those are the facts. But it's not the mark of a learned person. It's not the mark of a leader. And it's not the mark of a person who wants to live a life of consequence that they mistake opinions for facts. So ask yourself. What do you know and how do you know it? And where did you get it? And is it true? And have you mistaken your opinions for the facts you need to know? In fact, have you mistaken reportage for the facts that you need to know? In this generation, for us each individually not to know the details we need to know about what's going on in our world is on us. A $100 phone can allow us to access, access the internet and get the facts that we need, much less these lovely computers that we all have and lovely iPads and tablets and uh, lovely smartphones. Know what you need to know and don't live in the curse of opinions. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question. 
Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates. Available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.